back to Promo in Le Training. I'm Jay Daye, and you're here for a science shit. And our science segment is where I break down some of my favorite science things or some things that may be audience submitted or questions that people have asked me. And this week, I'm going to be talking about something that popped into my mind the other day when I was talking about sleep. So I was asking some of my friends, like, what would be more interesting, an episode on, like, why does sleeping help us or, like, dreams? And everyone kind of said more on the sleeping side just because, like, dreams is very, like... I mean, after doing a little bit of research, and not too much, I mean, like, literally Googling one or two articles, like, not even that many. There's a lot of inconclusive evidence on what dreaming is for and why we dream in general, but that seems like a much more complicated and more, like, I don't know, like, spiritual type of episode and not so much science. So I kind of opted out for the dream one because dreams, I mean, dreams can be prophetic, like, where it tells you, like, the future or it's, like, re- unites you with like loved ones or it's like trying to tell you something or something I don't know but there's a lot that is a little too philosophical for me and this is science although I think philosophy is a science it's not the type of science I want to do so I want to do more like what does sleep actually do for you because humans sleep all the time they say that if you live to be 80 which congratulations if you do, you will spend around 26 years of your life sleeping. Girl, that is a third of your life. Like that's the crazy part is that literally for the majority of your life, you're spent knocked out, which is kind of insane. But humans aren't the only ones that do that. Nearly all animals need some form of sleep or rest. Most animals have like a natural circadian rhythm or internal biological clock that regulates when they sleep, when they wake up, and all of that stuff. And I'll get into circadian and and cicadas and all that stuff later. But anyway, just some few little fun facts about how many hours of sleep we should get. So apparently newborns should get around 14 to 17 hours of sleep. Can you believe? Like, thank God babies don't have a fucking job, girl, because I don't know how you work that out. Um, between the ages of one and four, toddlers need about 11 to 14 hours of sleep, which is still a big chunk. And children aged from six to 12 usually only require nine to 12 hours of sleep, which let me tell you, when I was six to 12, I was not sleeping 12 hours, girl. I was sleeping way less than that. Um, except on the weekends. And teenagers from 13 to 18 should be getting 8 to 10, which I have actually heard that a lot because like our bodies at that age are going through a lot of physical changes and a lot of things happening that your body kind of needs more sleep for you to grow because whenever you're sleeping that's when you grow so when you get taller is because you're sleeping so when you're developing into the young adult you do need that extra sleep to kind of power up your body to be ready for the physiological changes that are happening which is probably why newborns need 14 to 17 because their body's still developing, girl. Like, there's still fucking more stem cells making more this and that and teeth and, and more brain and all that stuff. So, yeah, newborns definitely need more sleep. And, of course, adults should average about seven to eight hours of sleep. But I want everyone to remember that the seven to eight hours of sleep thing that, like, they put on us now, it is because of capitalism. Our ancient ancestors had very different sleeping times. I'm a little unfamiliar with most of those just because like it's a very niche thing 
And what they all kind of reference is that they would all kind of sleep during midday. Um, what was it? Those fucking British bitches. I don't know what they were doing, but they were sleeping like at night twice or something. I don't know, bitch. Like, let me tell you, every civilization has their own sleeping schedule, which obviously has to do with their environment. I mean, some places the sun goes up earlier. Some of them, they go down sooner. And back then, girl, they didn't have fucking flashlights or street lamps. So when it was dark, it was dark. So I can imagine they're very limited on what they could do. So anyway, but yeah, so that's that's that on sleep. Now, I'm going to go get some tea because I'm a little parched. But we're going to get into this little sleep episode because, yes, I will be posting these episodes every Friday from now on. I think that's the new move. I don't know. I'm just getting the vibe for Friday. Thursday just does not literally work for me like it's becoming very hard so i think friday's the the vibe this episode will still be late because that's just who i am with my science but i'm gonna be more consistent because let me tell you i'm in between jobs right now and i got the time so let's do so um earlier i mentioned that some animals um do need some type of sleep but not all of them sleep like we do like we literally knock out and become fucking comatose bitch like we can't move when we're sleeping we're our most vulnerable when we're sleeping so a lot of animals don't have that luxury bitch like if a fucking fish just lays down for the night let me tell you all his little predator friends are gonna go eat him so some animals in the ocean sleep very differently than other people and other animals that live on land so for example some animals that don't sleep like we do Um, include some species of bats that are only awake four hours of the day and they sleep the other 20. Can you believe? 20 hours they sleep. A bat. I'm like, girl, you gotta eat a shit ton in four hours if you wanna sleep for that long. Because let me tell you, the guano, people use that for a lot of things. So you should look it up. Um, But bats are very small. So let's talk about larger animals. Giraffes average four and a half hours of sleep per day. So, bitch, something as small as, like, my fist, a little bat, to a fucking giraffe, only about four and a half hours of sleep. Which makes sense because, I mean, where's a giraffe? It's in the fucking safari, girl. Like, what's in the safari? Fucking, I don't know, hyenas, uh, lions, tigers, and bears. I don't know. There's so much going on in there that I can't really afford to sleep. So, giraffes are really cool because even, like, their babies, like, when they're born, dude, their babies fall, like, 10 feet or something and just hit the ground and just get up and start walking like that shit's insane giraffes are pretty cool horses on the other hand smaller than giraffes yes but they only sleep three hours a day and guess what bitch they sleep standing up like that's insane that's why horses legs be looking thick girl like let me tell you when i go to the gym that's what I'm trying to aspire to be. I'm trying to get them horse legs, girl. But I think that's very interesting that horses only sleep for three hours a day, which I mean the same thing. They're grazers. So they have, I think they're, I'm pretty sure they're vegetarian or they're pretty sure they're um, they're herbivores. Omnivores? Do they eat meat? I don't know. But anyway, I know that as like a grazer, you know, you're not like a carnivore prey animal. So your likeliness of being alive is reduced dramatically. So yeah, doing three hours of sleep also makes sense for horses. Now, dolphins, let me tell you, dolphins are pretty amazing. Dolphins actually sleep with one eye open. 
bitch, they be swimming and sleeping at the same time. But for them, it's a little more interesting because dolphins, when they're sleeping, they only put to sleep half of their brain at a time so that they can rest that side of their brain without ever having to lose consciousness. And when sleeping, dolphins often rest motionless at the surface of the water and they breathe regularly or they may swim very slow and steadily close to the surface, but they have to stay at the surface because they breathe air. So they can't sleep underwater because they don't do that. They're like us. They're mammals. And a quick little fact too about like hippos. They are also mammals, but I'm not entirely sure how long hippos sleep. But the cool thing about hippos is that they spend about 16 hours a day in water. And they also sleep under the water. Now you've seen a hippo. They are not fish. They are mammals. They like they need to breathe. So their body has this really cool, like automatic system that makes them while they're sleeping, go up, take a breath of air and go back down to the water like that. uh, That's insane. Like hippos are fucking so cool. But you know, hippos actually kill a lot of people. So although they are kind of cute, and some of us might have played hungry, hungry hippos as a kid, very dangerous. Stay away from hippos. But even weirder when it comes to water sleeping animals Sharks don't ever sleep, ever. And to me, that's why fucking sharks are so scary, because sharks don't sleep like humans do. But instead, they have active and rest periods. So sharks need water to pass through their gills in order to breathe. Because sharks are not mammals, they're fish, and that means that they use their gills to take oxygen from the water to breathe. And if there is no water running through the gills, that means that there is no oxygen running through the gills, so they die. So if they stop moving for whatever reason, they may stop breathing and die. During the day, they may be somewhat sluggish. They may they may like rest on the ocean floor or the cave because, I mean, there is a current. There is water flowing through, so it's not going to kill them automatically. But they can't stay there all day. They can't stay there for like fucking 20 hours like a bat. So they just like kind of chill on the ocean floor or in a cave because, you know, caves are cute. But it's important to note that sharks do not have a fixed sleeping schedule and their rest periods don't really last that long either. But they just kind of chill out for a little bit. So that's really interesting because I'm going to get into it later, but um, sleeping for humans, oversleeping and undersleeping actually lowers your life expectancy. It actually is does a lot of harm for you if you don't get enough sleep at night. But it's interesting to see sharks that live for almost hundreds of years that they don't have a problem not sleeping. That's just some animals in the animal kingdom and their little sleeping habits, but that just goes to show that not everyone does the same thing. So sleep for every single animal is regulated by their circadian rhythm. And a circadian rhythm are just physical, mental, and behavioral changes that follows a 24-hour cycle. And 24 meaning for when the sun sets to when it sets again. So, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean one hour. It's like going off of the sun. It's not really going off of like your Apple Watch. But these are natural processes. You know, they respond primarily to light and dark and affect most living things. Um, They include animals, plants, and microbes. So a circadian rhythm deserves its own episode because it's very, very layered. But for right now, we're just, I'm just quickly going to just breeze over it because it's a lot. 
we can just call it a body clock. So our body clock, aka the circadian rhythm, is located in our brain, specifically the hippocampus. And the hippocampus plays a vital role in regulating learning, memory encoding, memory consolidation, and spatial navigation. So that just means it helps you learn shit and retain it. Consolidation means it gets rid of the unnecessary stuff and keeps only the important stuff in your brain. And spatial navigation just lets you know, like, oh, I'm going to grab this cup because it's right here in front of me. If you had no spatial awareness, then you would try to grab the cup and probably hit it with your hand because you don't really know where it's at. You just see it, but you can't exactly pinpoint where it's at. You see this with clumsy bitches where there's a cup of water right in front of them and then they break the cup. Um, Sleeping also helps with memory. So studies show that People who sleep before and after learning something new perform a lot better on memory tests and problem-solving questions. So when you learn new information during the day, it's temporarily stored in your hippocampus, but the hippocampus is very little. Seahorse-shaped thing behind your eyes. Like, it's a little thing. And the hippocampus has a limited storage capacity. I mean, it's little. So if you exceed it, you may have difficulty adding new information. Or you could delete the old information that you had just to make room for that new information. So lucky for us, when we sleep, the connections in our brains, the neurons are called synapses. Just think of like the little roads of our brain that connect. They usually shrink or those little like roads kind of disappear to eliminate memories that you don't need. Kind of like what you had for breakfast last week or the clothes that you wore in July 1st of 2023. Like specific things like that is when your memory kind of like is like, all right, girl, you really kind of don't need that. So let me let me get that out of your brain. And this selective pruning, like, you know, when you have a tree and there's too many branches. Well, I mean, I don't know if you guys know, but if you have a plant that is getting ridiculously out of control, like there's leaves left, right, up, down, side to side, you can cut the branches. And that's actually going to help the tree more because instead of having 50 branches it has to feed and grow, you've cut it down to maybe 20 branches. Now those branches can get bigger, thicker, bigger leaves, and the roots can grow even more. So it's actually very important that you give your plants haircuts. And that's the same thing that is happening in your brain. Your brain is giving itself haircuts. It's deleting some of these roads of of memory to create new ones. And it creates new networks in your brain. So your brain is constantly like breaking roads, building new roads, and doing all of this stuff all while you sleep, which is so cool, you know, because sleep can help us consolidate those memories that we want to preserve. But our body clock does respond to light. You know, whenever sunlight is not present, our brain begins to produce a hormone called melatonin. And y'all know what that is. Y'all take that all the time. Y'all take the little gummies. And once our body can sense that there is light outside, it switches off the melatonin machine. And that's how it starts, it's your body starts to wake up. But let's get into the stages of sleeping. So there are four stages of sleep that the body goes through, and it'll usually cycle through those a couple of times while we sleep. So people like to think that when we sleep, it's just like, oh, we sleep, and then we're in a deep sleep, and then we just wake up at the end. And that's not necessarily true. Let's talk about the first two stages. So stage one and two are called light sleep, aka non-rapid eye movement. And non-rapid eye movement just means non-REM sleep. And I'm sure some of you have heard REM. 
And if you're an Ariana Grande fan, then you've definitely heard R.E.M. And if you're a Beyonce fan and you like to get into them unreleased demos, then you're definitely an R.E.M. fan. But this transition, uh, this is a transition between from when you're awake to when you fall asleep. So this is where your heart rate begins to uh, slow down as well as your breathing. And your body temperature also begins to get colder. And this is the part where your muscles may start to twitch. So this is interesting because it's involuntary when our muscles twitch. And sometimes while you're sleeping, your muscle might twitch you out of your sleep, which has happened to me many of times. Or even if you're sleeping with someone and you like kind of feel them like twitch next to you, that's a good indicator that they're reaching stage two of their of their sleep. Now, let's talk about stage three. Stage three is often referred to as delta sleep because your brain is giving off delta brain waves instead of alpha, which you might be thinking, what's a brain wave? Brain waves are just electrical activity in your brain. So whenever you're thinking, you're creating electricity, you're creating some sort of like, think of it as like, radiation coming off of your brain saying like, bitch, I'm alive and I'm thinking. That's how you can usually tell that people are brain dead is because there's no electrical activity in their brain. So in a nutshell, alpha brain waves are when you're awake, you're doing creative stuff, you're daydreaming, things like that. There's alpha, beta, gamma, delta, whatever. So um, alpha is when you're actively thinking of stuff. So when you're being creative, your brain is actively thinking. When you're daydreaming, you're having these fantasies in your heads, your brain's actually creating these. Beta waves are produced in the middle of deep thinking. Gamma waves are associated with problem solving, happiness, and compassion. And delta waves are the waves that I talked about earlier that show that your brain activity is slowed down and that you are in a deep sleep. So those are brainwaves. And it's, it's interesting to think that, you know, you have electrical currents coming off your brain that, like, if someone was, like, had a, a brainwave fucking machine, they'd be able to tell who's thinking, who's not, who's asleep, who's jerking it, or whatever. Like, that's really cool. Anyways, stage three is the first step of deep sleep. So our cells produced the most growth hormone to help your bones and muscles. And then this also allows your body to begin to repair itself. Because sleep is where your body is like doing all the necessary maintenance that needs to be kept with your body, girl. Like just like you need to clean your house, clean your gutters, clean out your lint um, things on the dryers or also fucking catch on fire and burn up. Your body needs to do the same thing. Like if you're a fitness buff, you know, you, you enjoy to work out, lift weights and stuff. What is the number one thing that weightlifters tell you to do other than eat right and exercise? You have to sleep. There is a reason why when you work out, you have something called a rest day. That's why working seven days, working out seven days a week is bad for you because it doesn't allow your body enough time to fix and repair itself. When you're lifting weights, you're ripping your muscle and you need that muscle to be repaired and it can't do that during the day when you're over there fucking doing other shit and you're ripping your biceps and then the next day you're ripping your ass and then at night you're ripping your ass again. Your body doesn't have enough time to fix yourself. So that's why sleeping is very, very important. And when you look up any sort of fitness, nutrition, anything, sleep is always the number one thing that you need to be getting enough of. So 
For those of you who like to pride yourself on getting two hours of sleep, really rethink that because at the end, I'm going to give you some some statistics that are not very cute. Anyway, stage four is where we begin to dream. That's where we reach the rapid eye movement sleep, aka REM sleep. This is where the body releases chemicals that pretty much paralyze your body. Okay, this is for your protection because earlier I mentioned dreams. Dreams do feel real. So your brain's just like, I don't need this bitch fucking over here fucking skydiving from his roof because he thinks he's a fucking skydiver. And this is the stage where the brain is the most active. And this is where our eyes, even though they're closed, begin to move back and forth as if we're awake. That's why it's called rapid eye movement sleep, because when you can open someone's eyes while they're in REM, you'll see it moving back and forth, which is kind of weird. But anyway, we tend to think that sleep is where the mind shuts down, right? That's where our brain turns off. But it, it never turns off. If our brain were to turn off, we would die. So it is not a good idea to ever turn off your brain. So, But it's interesting that when we're in our deepest sleep, when we think that we are resting the most, that's when our brain is the most active, which is insane. Um, but whenever you, um, you sleep during REM sleep, this is where your body is releasing all those chemicals to do things like tissue repair, which I mentioned earlier for my muscle queens out there. As you fall into that deep sleep, your muscles will see an increase in blood flow, which allows more oxygen and nutrients to go into your muscles to help them recover and repair itself and regenerate the cells as well. So that's why it's very important to get the sleep because Not only is your body like laying there motionless, so it has time to repair itself, it's actually pumping more blood into those areas. And what's in blood? Oxygen. And what does your fucking body need? Oxygen. Very important for sleep. Also, when you're in this knocked out state, um, it also helps your immune system. You know, when we sleep, our bodies produce a protein called cytokines, um, which target infection, inflammation, and creating an immune response. Our bodies also produce T cells during sleep, which are white blood cells that play a critical role in our body's immune system and our body's immune response to infectious disease, such as COVID-19. I mean, if you haven't had COVID to this day, like, dude, kudos to you, but I don't know anyone that has not not had it. You sleep for a long time. You sleep for a lot. You're really tired and you do all that stuff. Even when you have the flu, right? You sleep a lot. It's kind of your body's way of also kind of protecting itself and just being like, bitch, get the fuck to sleep because I need to get this disease out of your body right now. T-cells, get to work. So sleep is very important, guys. Come on. It also regulates blood sugar, whatever that means. I don't really know what that means. I know that there is a certain amount of glucose, which is like sugar in your blood that we need. And if it's too much, it's too little. That's where diabetics kind of have an issue with it. I don't really know, but it regulates it, bitch. So sleep if you're diabetic. And the main thing that I wanted to cover about what happens to the brain when it sleeps that I'm going to end with is that the brain actually clears out harmful toxins that build up in our brain while we're awake. So while we sleep, our brain cells decongest. So just like when you blow out your boogers when you're sick, you know, you feel a pressure in your face, you feel the boogers in your nose, you blow it out and you feel, ah, yes, I can finally breathe. I finally feel like decongested. That's what's happening with your brain. So the blood vessel, the blood vessels in your brain get cloggy, just like your nose. 
and they mess up, and just like your nose, you know, you may get a little leak, a little leaky here, but for the majority of the time, your nose is plugged up. And that's kind of what happens with our brain and the blood. But it can cause symptoms like headaches, irritability, insomnia, and just like a like brain fog. And while we sleep, our brains help clear out this, you know, boogers and allows to clean out all this metabolic toxins. And one of those toxins that is removed from your brains is something called beta amyloids. And these things, these bitches, are linked to Alzheimer's. So, very important to get sleep. And another cool thing that the brain cleans out is adenosine. The brain's intense activity during these periods of wakefulness consumes large amounts of ATP. And I, I, girl, I've had so many episodes, like I literally cannot remember. I'm pretty sure I made an episode about ATP. And if I didn't, it's in the queue somewhere. Like I have it like ready to go anytime soon. But anyway, this is the energy that your body uses is ATP. And it's like your battery. And whenever your body uses this, this battery, when it's done with the battery, it's no longer ATP, it's adenosine. And then that adenosine just builds up and that's what makes you sleepy. That's actually what causes you to feel drowsy. And that's why you fall asleep because after a long day of just stimulation, whether you were working, working out, doing presentations, recording podcast episodes, like your brain has used up so much energy that now you just have a pile of adenosine in there that it needs to clear out. And then I noticed that that was the last thing I was going to say, but I'm actually going to say this last thing. <laughs> so to end it all, it's very important that you get your sleep. Um, I'll leave you with these really intense statistics because it's very important that you get your sleep because, you know, a lot of people like to pride themselves on not getting enough sleep or being like, I can only survive. I can, I can only do four hours. I can only do five. Dude, congrats. I don't know what that's like, but I'm not going to do that. So, and the, at the end of the day, if eight hours is not enough for you, you need you need more, then like I'm not going to tell you what you need and don't need. But if you're just sleeping because you're lazy, which I understand because I sleep because I'm lazy, just know that it may impact your, your life. You know, like if you're actually tired, like if you really can't get out of bed because you're so tired, that's a different story. If you can't get out of bed because you're depressed, that's a whole nother story, girl. That's not the same thing as being actually physically exhausted. Like, I'm not going to go tell an 80-year-old person, sorry, you're already past your eight hours. You better get up right now. Like, bitch, they're old. Let them sleep. But anyway, if you get less than seven hours of sleep, um, you increase the risk of heart disease, diabetes, obesity, and you shorten your life expectancy by 12%. That means that if you live to be 80, but you don't, but you get less than seven hours of sleep, you might only live to be 70. Doesn't seem like a lot, but let me tell you, 10 years, it's quite a bit. But the other thing too is um, if you sleep too much, you also fuck your shit up. So getting more than nine hours of sleep is associated with a 30% increased risk of death. So, bitch, you might be thinking like, oh, well, then I'll just sleep more. I mean, not less. Like, whatever. Like, bitch, no. That means if you live to be 80 and you you constantly sleep more than nine hours every day, then you're only going to live to 56. That's a lot. That's like – that's really scary. So just know that there is no like – you'll never – there's no hack. There's no hack to this where you're like, oh, one day I'll sleep four hours and tomorrow I'll sleep 15. No, girl. Like, do your best – 
to get enough hours of sleep. I get it. We live in a capitalist world. You have to go to work. You have to do your side hustle. You got to go party and you got to go work the next day. I get that. Like, dude, do do you. But at the end of the day, it's not cool to not get enough sleep. It's not hip. Doesn't make you interesting. Just get your fucking sleep and shut the fuck up. Au revoir.